Is joint pain keeping you from enjoying your favorite activities? New Roots Herbal can help. Whether it's reducing acute pain and chronic inflammation or rebuilding worn down cartilage, discover joint pain relief, InfliHeal Plus, and chondroitin glucosamine from New Roots Herbal. Only the highest quality natural ingredients tested for purity and potency in an ISO accredited lab. Available exclusively at your local health food store. To ensure these products are right for you, always read and follow the label. You're listening to an interview taken from the Tonic Talk Show and Podcast. Dr. Caitlin Zorn is a Guelph naturopathic doctor who uses a blend of modern science and traditional healing therapies to treat the whole person. Both her own health experiences and helping others with their own health experiences has shaped the way that she practices. Her journey has helped her develop an interest in mental health, anxiety, depression, and other such topics, pain management, fatigue, and women's health. And for more information about her, you can always visit drcaitlinzorn.com. Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Regular listeners of the show know that over the past six months or so, I've gone through some health difficulties. I've actually had two major surgeries. And with Mm -hmm. surgeries, as you can imagine, comes a fair bit of pain. So I thought it would be interesting if you came on the show today to talk about pain and inflammation. Are you game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so can you uh, explain the concept of pain and inflammation? Yeah, so pain is actually helpful for us. So it's telling us that there's something going wrong in the body. It's basically our warning system that we need to do something about what's happening to prevent further harm. Yeah, and then inflammation comes along with that. And it's also naturally built into the body for protection as well and prevents further tissue damage and stuff like that. So both are necessary. Okay. And, and what are some of the causes of pain and inflammation that might come around just by doing our everyday things? So I feel like most people go about their days with some sort of ache or pain. So it's very familiar to most people, but you know, any type of injury, an infection, an autoimmune condition or chronic disease will have pain coming with it. And you had mentioned your surgery. So um, yeah, that will obviously be causing that too. So how does pain and inflammation affect our overall well-being? Like what are the, what are the spin-off mm-hmm. effects? Yeah. So obviously you feel the pain. So there's a physical aspect and it's going to be affecting your mobility and your quality of life, but then it, it will have a mental toll too. So it can sometimes become a, a cycle where it's like you're, you're in pain, so you're not really feeling up to doing things and, and stuff like that. Okay, so there's different types of pain. There, there's acute pain and chronic pain. Can you explain the differences and, and how inflammation may impact those pains? Yeah, so uh, when we're talking about acute pain, it's uh, short-lived and it goes back to that initial warning sign that uh, something something's going wrong and then inflammation is part of that. And that generally lasts about a week or a few weeks. And then we go into chronic pain where that's long-term and it's past the initial point of healing but there's a concern there when that becomes long-term because it can lead to tissue damage and you end up having more pain. Okay so let's focus on on chronic inflammation for a moment then. What sort of lifestyle factors are there that contribute to chronic pain and inflammation? Mm -hmm. So uh, chronic pain does look more, the whole body affects 
chronic pain. So your diet, exercise levels, stress levels, smoking, alcohol consumption, those can all contribute or worsen ongoing chronic pain. So yeah, it's not just a matter of, you know, recovering from my surgery, whatever. There are some things that you can do in your lifestyle that will help with the inflammation. So what are some of the things that people can do to reduce their risk of of chronic inflammation? So I like to start with diet first. So as a naturopathic doctor, I I like to focus on that. And it's pretty basic. So having um, fruits and vegetables, focusing on an anti-inflammatory diet overall. So that will include things like fish, walnuts that have the omega-3 fatty acids, exercising regularly. And I know, you know, if you're in pain or inflamed, you might not want to exercise really, but uh, it is important. And then, of course, stress management and, you know, limiting smoking and other toxin intake. Okay, so let, let's focus on on physical activity. I actually just got the approval today from my surgeon to get back to my workout program, mm-hmm. which is good news for me. How does uh, physical activity impact inflammation and pain? And are there specific exercises or things that we can do that would be beneficial? Yeah, so the reason why exercise is helpful is because it is anti-inflammatory. It promotes circulation. So, you know, if you're with your surgery, you might have been a bit stagnant or not moving around as much. So the exercise is going to help circulate the healing compounds in your body. And you can focus more on low-impact exercises. So that would be walking, swimming, cycling, or even strength training and flexibility. So I like yoga personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's always good for joint health, balance, muscle strengthening. Okay, so you you said your sweet spot before and where you would start is diet. So mm-hmm. l- let's focus on on the role that diet plays in inflammation and pain and and beyond the omega rich foods of, you know, the fishes and the, and the walnuts, you know, what kind of foods people should be focusing on for pain management. It comes back to the basics again, so eating whole foods because that's going to provide you with the anti-inflammatory compounds, antioxidants, fiber and healthy fats. Uh, We want to stay away from um, high sugar processed foods uh, and unhealthy fats, high salt, stuff like that, because that can all encourage the inflammation to go more into a a chronic state. Okay. Why would a processed food or sugar make pain or inflammation worse? Yeah. So sugar or processed foods, they increase inflammatory compounds in the body. And yeah, that just will kind of perpetuate that ongoing cycle. Yeah, it basically comes down to that, I would say. Okay. Okay, let's move on to supplements. Are there any supplements that people can use to tackle pain other than like, or, you know, are our choices like Tylenol or, or Advil? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, many people want to seek out alternatives for pain management. And there are a lot that are out there right now and it can be overwhelming to people. So, but I'm going to focus on a few that you can take internally and then externally. So uh, curcumin is a popular one, PEA, which you might not have heard of before, palmitol acetylamide, which we'll get into later. We're going to, we're going to call it P, okay? Okay. Sure. We're not, no, I'm not going to even attempt that word, okay? Okay. Yeah, that works for me too. Cool. Then I, this next one, serapeptidase, we can shorten that too. What are we going to call it? Um, How about yeah. Sarah? Okay, cool. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then the topical ones would be liquid DMSO and then your just standard body massage gels, which you can find um, 
in a lot of different areas. So, yeah. Okay, so let's circle back to the first one you mentioned, which was curcumin. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that one and how it should be used and, and what it does? Yes, there is a lot of research on curcumin out there. It's pretty broad spectrum in its effects. So it can help with chronic aches and pains, back pain, sports injuries, arthritis, and actually came across a study that looked at curcumin with glucosamine that was taken over four months, and it was helpful in reducing the knee osteoarthritis. So I thought that was that was interesting. And then another larger study found it helpful in other inflammatory pain disorders, so like rheumatoid arthritis, ankylosing spondylitis, even gout. So it has anything that's inflammation-based, it uh, will definitely have a good effect. Okay, so let's move on to P, and, mm-hmm. and that's an acronym, P-E-A. So yeah. uh, I don't know much about this, so I'd be very interested to learn what P can do for me. Yeah. Yep. So like uh, curcumin, it's anti-inflammatory, but it's also what we call an analgesic. And that means that it can change our perception to pain. So in a study using this PEA, over four weeks found that your heat and cold cold tolerance was actually improved after using this. So it's interesting to, to notice that effect. And also some uh, research used in, used in neuropathic pain, so like diabetic neuropathy. So that's uh, the PEA. Okay, so I'm not, again, I'm not attempting this word, the, the SARA, as we decided we were going to talk mm-hmm. about. So this is an enzyme. Can you explain how it, it impacts uh, inflammation? Yeah, so uh, some people might wonder, you know, how can an enzyme help with inflammation? Well, after an injury, you have a lot of waste tissue. So your body is going to need to need some help to break that down and be cleared from the body to recover. So it's called a proteolytic enzyme. And I found that uh, it has been used a lot around dental and oral surgeries. So, yeah, just when, you know, there's surgery and you have a lot of tissue buildup, it can help after the surgery. Okay. Well, that's good for me to know. Maybe I should get on that right away. Uh, DMSO liquid. What is that? That's another new one for me. Yeah, yeah, it is a newer one. So this one's a bit unique too. It's more helpful for uh, soft tissue injuries. So this is things like ligaments, tendons. So an example would be for a sprained ankle, uh, rotator cuff, tennis elbow, which are all pretty common. And it is topical. So what's good about that is it will act fast, whereas the other supplements might take a bit longer to notice an effect. But yeah, it is a, it's a good option too. Is it reactive or is it preventative? I would say it's reactive, whereas the ones that are focusing more on anti-inflammatory would be preventative. Yeah. Okay. Because the topical nature, like if, it, if it's doing the work that you say it is, it would, there probably would have to be pain first, so you would know where, to, know where to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of put it where it hurts. Right. So that's kind of like uh, the body muscle massage gels. So are, are there any natural options to like something like Icy Hot or those gels that people put on? Yeah. So the common compound found in those would be menthol, but yeah. there are other natural uh, based gels and they use more herbal remedies. So I'm not sure if you've heard of Arnica, but uh, that's a common one used sure. in these topical gels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that has been found to be helpful for just overall aches and pains. Um, arthritis, low back pain, you can uh, apply it to that area. It can also help after an operation too um, with swelling and to bring down bruising. But you just want to make sure there's not any open tissue there. 
You mean like any wounds or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So you would just make sure that that's all healed up. And if there's bruising, then you can um, apply some of that, that there. Okay. Are there any specific conditions or situations where these natural pain relief options might be actually more effective than others? Yeah. So going back to inflammation specifically, uh, curcumin would kind of take the first place there. Um, And then if you're dealing with an autoimmune pain disorder, so rheumatoid arthritis would be a common one there. The neuropathic pains, uh, PEA seems to be gaining more recognition there. And I mentioned the diabetic neuropathy, but it could be helpful for things like sciatica or carpal tunnel. So anything that has kind of like a more intense burning pain. And the serapeptidase for after operations and going to the topicals are great for if you are taking other medications and you want to avoid some interactions there and are looking for maybe a more instant relief. Are you aware of any contraindications for any of these, I guess, enzymes or natural Mm -hmm. products such that, you know, you might want to consider speaking to a practitioner Uh, an ND or a doctor? Yeah, so anything that, um, so curcumin can potentially cause blood thinning. So any anyone that's taking blood thinners um, might want to talk to an expert about this. And then anything that has like some sort of sedative, so anything that will be sedating you a little bit to help with the pain, some herbal remedies can do that too. So you just want to make sure that those won't interact. We have time for one last question, and that is how can consumers ensure that they're getting high quality supplements like the the types that you mentioned that are, are safe and effective? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot out there and I feel like it's probably confusing for people to you know see all these ads and magazines and stuff like that but basically looking at something that has high certification levels so uh, that's called ISO uh, like 17025 looking at a manufacturer that's well established um, and you know has a a good reputation and um, also working with uh, someone like a naturopathic doctor we're more familiar with what the higher quality brands are so that can help you uh, gain more awareness too fantastic thank you so much for coming on the show today Mm -hmm. yeah thank you for having me